Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, well, Luca Nation, big day hobby <laughs> today. Collectors Universe finally agreed to the deal. We had the Trey Young Luca matchup. It was closer than the final score actually showed, but uh, the Mavs pulled away at the end. Zion with a monster game. Cage was in the city today. That's all your news in about 33 seconds. So I'll turn it over to the big guy right after I welcome you guys back to another episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh my. I like it. Lucas, Tigers, and Browns, oh my. Can't Which of it. those three topics that I just brought up are you most interested in discussing? And do you have a good play for our Luca Nation so that you can help them? Oh, <laughs> I got some plays. I definitely got some plays. But which one of those am I thinking? Which one's top of mind? The Lucas, the Tigers, or the Browns? Which one of those three? That's right. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, probably, watched, you're probably Tiger if I had to choose. I think it was, you know... I watched yesterday. I watched the the, the 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 Hawks play against the Mavericks, and uh, the doubt. You know what I just heard you say? Meth head to pick. Give us a Stephen A. Smith type of take. <laughs> yeah. Give us a Stephen A. Smith. There you go. We'll get the sound going. So it was it was an interesting game between the Hawks and the Mavericks because one thing that was said, and it's kind of like bringing home a lot of what you have said on this podcast. So I guess the the folks who were doing the game should uh, you know should give you some credit. But basically, what they said was Luca and Trey are on different levels, and that when Luca has a bad game, it's he still fills the stat sheet and scores twenty four, eight and seven. But when Trey has a bad game, he's two for thirteen. <laughs> And is not really helping the team out, you know, in, in other uh, in other avenues. And you know, it was a, a, a point of the late third quarter where Trey was out, and you know, they basically were like, "Look, Luca's doing his thing, but the Hawks are going to have to look to somebody other than Trey to step up." You never hear anybody say that about Dallas. Oh, you know, it's Luca. You know, it's Luca's team. You know, it's the you know. And John Collins happened to have a beast game. He happened to have a, like a really good game, um, but. Uh, Ultimately, they held off, you know, the Mavericks held off. I think that's the first time they've won in Atlanta since, like, 2013, I think was the stat they showed, which is crazy. Um, I'm surprised just, you know, Trey didn't have any answer for uh, the double team. They kept doubling him all game, and he had him, yep. no answer. No, no answer. Which, which, you know, if it works, you'll see other teams do it. You know what I mean? You'll see other teams do it. Um, so, you know, interesting stuff. It really is. Um, you know, the Trey market is uh, – it's definitely crazy. You know what I like to look at? I like to look at like auction house auctions. So like Heritage has an auction ending tonight. So it'll be ending as you guys play this. And if you play it, you know, after we, after it comes out, you know, it'll already be over. Um, but you know, this is Michael Jordan, PSA 10, 86 Fleer, you know, and it tells you what they think it's going to go for. And, you know, it's already at like $500,000 and it's probably going to go for more. And it's got, you know, Kobe cards and LeBron's and most cards nowadays go for more than what is the estimated price. You know, they give you like an estimate um, when they list these things and then what it's actually bid at. Um, for the top like 50 cards in the auction, almost all of them were at or above that estimate already with time to go until you get down to the first tray card I saw, which was a tray pink pulsar, which is what I think that's like out of 42, I think PSA 10. And I'm pretty sure that it said like, you know, the estimate was like eight or $9,000 for it. And it was sitting at like 3,500. 
like well below. Now that doesn't mean it doesn't get bid up. I'm sure it might still get at or above the estimate. It's a great card. Um, you know, only 42 of them. People don't like the pink so much. What are they in retail? I think. Um, but um, you know, to get a tray numbered out of, I think it's 42 rookie PSA 10. You know, uh, but do you, the the pink, being, do you think the pink pulsar is the least liked of the premium parallels? Yeah, maybe the green pulsar also is. Even though that's out of 25, I think that's pretty pretty low down on the on the like. I think when it comes to retail, people don't like the retail, even when even when the pop is low. You know what I mean? Like in that same auction, there's a green LeBron 2012 PSA 10, which has a low pop, but it's it would it, even though it's a 10 and it's probably got the same pop or less pop than like the silver does, it's probably going to sell for a quarter of what the silver would sell for. You know what I mean? It's just not popular. Um, people don't like retail. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but it is what it is. Um, Okay. What, what else? Yeah, so the point, of course, is that you, you were seeing a trickle down into the hobby, even in a time where the market is flying and it's crazy. Um, trade cards have taken a little bit of a, a step back. I've been so, guys, just like many of you out there, I completely missed the mark with the vintage boom. So if you guys are out there sitting like thinking you're the only ones on the sidelines, everyone's showcasing their their huge purchases. I purchased the Lucas Silver when the goats were flying. So I'm not the only one. Uh, you're not the only one. I apologize. But I'm thinking, you know, what's next? What's next? And I'm thinking a lot about that bro Namath episode, right? If you're, if you're trying to catch the train, the train's long gone. So you have to spot patterns and see what is the next mover. And I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep last night. And oh, wow. I couldn't sleep yeah. at all last night. So I'm a little bit cranky. Ari Goldesque. I've been bitching people out all day, you know. <laughs> um, so here's what I think is next and tell me if you think it's true and I think it's a kind of just a pattern recognition I think we're going to see a run on Pokemon in the next four to six weeks uh, I think the same guys that came in and bought low pop iconic cards are going to start buying up Pokemon cards and that's why my play today is the Pikachu cards the Pikachu red cheeks or the Pikachu yellow cheeks in I would normally come on here and say a 10, but what we've seen is no one actually cares about the grading anymore. They care about the iconic cards. Cage, do you, isn't that crazy that PSA 8 Jordans are now selling for 25, 30,000? Yep. It's, it's crazy because the PSA 8s were like the laughing stock of PSA grades. No one would buy PSA 8s. Am I wrong here? You've been in the hobby way longer than no. I. No, I mean, unless it's an iconic vintage card. And we talk about vintage, you're talking about like, like you know, people would buy a PSA 8 mantle, obviously. People yes. would buy a PSA 8, you know, Hank Aaron rookie card. Like those, mostly because there just weren't a lot of 10s. And I think what you're seeing, especially on a card like Jordan, is even though there's 300 and something 10s, there's not 300 and something available 10s. Exactly. You know what I mean? A lot of that pop is just hidden, hidden away. So, and I think you're going to start seeing it. I, I really do. Uh, and I think now is the time to buy up. Two, I'm going to give you guys two sets. I'm obviously first edition. In, and I'm going to follow the big guy's model. Get the best card in the best grade, right? That's what you always say? Yep. So if you could afford a, a PSA 3 Charizard first edition, I would snag it. I really would. But I also will look at the 1996 Japanese edition. Cage. Jeremy's talked about that set quite a bit. Yep. I think that one's significantly cheaper. You can get a PSA Charizard, uh, 1996 Japanese 
uh, Charizard Hollow in a PSA 10, they've come down. I saw one today get it just got actually scooped up right before this we recorded this episode, but it was a eight nine thousand dollar card, and the guy couldn't even sell it. He sent me an offer, or he probably sent it to a lot of watchers, and one of them just scooped it up. Uh, but that's also a play that nineteen ninety six, um, and and you could apply that to poke to Pikachu or Charizard, but I think you're going to actually see a run on Charmander as well, and, and Charmeleon and uh squirtle and those guys again i really think in these next four six weeks we're gonna see a big pokemon boom i like it i will i will layer on top of it that if you don't know this already it is the 25th anniversary of pokemon this year 1996 plus 25 this is 2021 which is where we are um over the next couple of weeks when you take your kids to mcdonald's or you order some mcdonald's happy meals for your kids you will see a pokemon card being distributed and they're actually doing a real good job with them. I think they're doing kind of like a limited version. So like one in four or one in 10 Happy Meals is going to have like a gold card kind of deal, which is pretty cool. So there'll be a little bit of a chase involved. It's going to draw more mainstream attention to the Pokemon brand. Um, Pikachu is a way to go. Obviously, Charizard is a way to go. Uh, you know, Jeremy would tell you, look between 95 and 99. Yep. That 96. Um I'm pretty sure you can still get a 96 Pikachu for around $300 in PSA 10. So there's a couple of other ways of doing it. Um, if you want to escape the 99 stuff, Topps made uh, Pokemon cards in 99 and 2000. They are our Pikachus, little Chrome versions. There are there are uh, you know, Pokemon the movie cards, they're called, with Charizards in them um, and Pikachus in them as well. Um, you know, there, are, there are definitely many, many ways to play it. There's a you know, a lot of cards. Take a look, but you're right. You can't really go wrong with uh, with Pikachu. Uh, if I were you guys, I would go back and listen to all three of the Jeremy episodes. Right after, I would hit pause before you go and listen to Cage's play. I would go back and listen to those episodes because Jeremy does a way better job than I ever could in explaining why and which Pokemon sets to look at. But I'm bringing you guys just a macro play, a pattern recognition play, Um it's, it's something that I'm seeing and I'm just trying to understand this market. It's not, it's a market we've never seen before. Uh, we've never seen vintage cards fly as quick as they have in the last month. And I, I think it's, it's not vintage really that's flying. I think it's these two categories. It's iconic with low, low populations, iconic with yeah. low supply. Uh, and Pokemon fits the bill more than any other Pokemon is more iconic than any other iconic player that has been bought. And like, you think Michael Jordan's a big brand. Well, Pokemon is the biggest brand in the world. I was listening to clubhouse yesterday and Jeremy brought this point up. He says, okay, guys, star Wars, right? Star Wars, you know, that's a 1.2, $1.5 million, $1.5 billion business. Pokemon is a $4.5 billion business. Three X star Wars. And we know how huge star Wars is. We sometimes forget the reach that anime, cartoons, comics, all of that kind of TCG area has in the world where we get stuck in thinking, Jordan, Jordan's the biggest thing that ever happened to the USA. Right. But the world is, is global and Pokemon is a global brand. Uh, and I think we're seeing a ton of money coming in from not just the USA. And I think they're going to start buying up high-end iconic low pop pokemon cards 
Well, Jeremy did say that uh, that Pokemon First Edition set that he bought for 129 ish or so was going to be a million dollar set. Um, I think he had a longer time frame on it. And the last one just sold in the same Ken Golden Golden Auctions. I think it sold for like six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. The complete set, a nice uh, nice five X uh, return on that one. And I think you're right. I think it's got room to grow. I think, Paige, uh, you know, yeah. remember when we thought it was crazy that the Jordan PSA ten flew from one fifty to to seven fifty? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen to this Charizard next few auctions? I don't know. I don't have one, so I really hope it doesn't go up like that. Uh, I'm glad it. you. I'm glad you made it about yourself. So yeah. it's not about you. Do you think? So I think. Would it Charizard... be that crazy if that Charizard ended at over a million? Would it be so, so crazy? Yes, I'll tell you why. Um, I mean, could it keep going up? Sure, but everything else in in Pokemon has taken a little bit of a step backwards, except that card. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it has not paused at all. It hasn't taken a breather. Every time it comes up for sale, it it, it basically sets a new record. Um, and there have been a lot of them for sale. Um, you know, we talk about the Jordan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it took a step back from 738. That's, a, you know, a huge jump. There's going to be more coming out. I think Heritage has one, like I said, ending tonight. Um, it looks like one was listed for $700,000 on PWCC and that ended. So who knows what that sold for. Um you know, there's a lot of a lot of, of stuff out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, people realize that that card was available for you know forty five thousand dollars last year. You know, so so they realized that with the Jordan as well. Jordan wasn't forty five last year. You know, the the Charizard and the Jordan ran similar paths where they were about the same price for a little while there, and then the Zard just really outpaced the Jordan. Um, and for a while there, the, the Zard was at 250 while the Jordan was at, you know, 1, 115, you know, the, and then the Zard continued to go up and, and the, the Jordan just in the last week kind of passed it. I mean, even you would say before the golden auctions, the previous, you know, almost half the people on the collectible app voting voted to take a 265 buyout offer. Remember, was it 60% to 40%? So that should tell you 40% of the people who had an ownership interest in it said, Let's take a 265 buyout. 265 doesn't get you Charizard. So we're talking about like a week and a half ago, people were valuing the Jordan allegedly less than the Charizard. So Yeah, but that's that's everyday mom and pop Joe Schmoes that them 260K is a lot of money. There are people out there that high net worth individuals, as they call them in the financial advising space, mm-hmm. that 250 is nothing to them. That's a drop yeah. in a bucket, Kate. I get it. But I think a lot of those people who have, you know, the, the ones who have had the ability to, you know, spend some money in this have put their money in Charizard already this year. Um, and I don't think it's happened yet with the Jordan. It's starting to happen. We'll see. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Um, Let me ask you. Let's say you're the son of an of a affluent businessman. He yes. left a trust. That trust has seen significant appreciation over the last five, six years. It was mostly invested in the stock market. And you're sitting on 50 million, 50 million in assets. Yep. You just saw the Jordan sell for 760. You grew up, okay, you watch Jordan, but you also play Pokemon cards. Are you not seeing that money start pouring into Heritage Golden Auctions, making bids? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they see it. I mean, what didn't Logan Paul just buy like a, I don't know, a couple of million dollars worth of boxes? Right, and I think they're going to get auctioned off. Also, he's going to open them in an auction room, or you know, or just auction them the way they are. I, I don't know. 
you know, what, what he's planning on doing. But, I mean, he's obviously back in a big way. And there's, there's a lot of reason to think that there's going to be some significant I'll give you a prediction. I will like say Ken Golden will have one or two Charizards for auction right around the same time that Logan Paul opens up those boxes. Okay. I mean, wouldn't surprise me. Nothing surprises you. I could say the most beautiful poetic statement ever, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I thought of that yesterday." No, that would surprise me. You're not poetic or beautiful, I and think. you think you think that you're Ari Gold, and you're not. I you're Johnny say- Drama, <laughs> dude. I'll be honest, man. As I said, I think that you, I think that I'm Ari Gold, but I would prefer Johnny Drama life any day, man. He just lives his life. He's happy. Victory! <laughs> I'll take any of those guys, brother. Sounds, so give us your plan, awesome. man. I've just given us a macroeconomic look. I've dropped knowledge on where this money's coming from. It's just, just banger after banger here. And you're just uh, sitting there twiddling your thumbs. I'm along, I'm along for the ride. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm along for the ride, 100%. So, so br- bring um, us a Jungle Pikachu play that people could buy for a dollar. That would be nice. That would be really nice. But but no. So um, so my play, it also is a way of drafting off of your, um, your hey, vintage is going up, vintage is going up. Uh, you know, the sky is falling, vintage is going up. I missed it. And you know, I've gotten a bunch of texts already today. Hey, I missed out on this. I missed out. I think Emmett Smith's going to fly. Great pick. I missed out on this. Um, I'm buying Marvel cards now. You know, I missed out on Harry Potter. All right. Well, listen, guys, there's always something else. There's always another place to, uh, to look for your money. So here's what, what, what I was thinking about the other day. You know, our pal Gary V. He liked to talk about how it's tough to invest your money in a Tyler Hero or uh, you know any of these young guys because they got to end up being top 50, top 75 players of all time. And he would mention guys like Chris Bosh and Ray Allen who, you know, their cards are, are almost irrelevant. So I started thinking, all right, Michael Jordan card goes up. LeBron cards go up. Kobe Bryant cards go up, right? Those are iconic, iconic guys. And you know, you know, we talk about, you and I have conversations about, okay, so what's going to follow? And while I don't think Dominique Wilkins or Hakeem Olajuwon are as cardboard relevant as um, as Jordan, as Kobe or LeBron, their cards are all going up. Their cards are up, you know, significantly. They will follow. It's the rising tide, right? And, you know, people look at that 86 clear set and say, okay, I'm going to grab these cards. I'm going to grab those. So I started doing some research and thinking to myself, all right, well, Kobe's tops cards going up. Kobe's tops chrome cards going up. LeBron's tops cards going up. LeBron's tops chrome going up. What are some other guys that level below that, right? If you can't buy a Charizard or you can't buy the Pikachu, what will you buy, right? Allen Iverson. This, so I like Iverson, right? Iverson's cards are a little expensive. So here is here's the deal, right? I went one step below. And while he never won anything, he was instrumental in, um, in the shoe world. <laughs> the sneaker world and has some of the most ridiculous dunks of all time. And I went right to Vince Carter. Wow. And I said, I'm all gonna, right. I love this. This is good. 
Jordan, so- if you're listening to this episode, well, I'll, I'll, I'll plug it later. Keep going. Sorry, Cage. I didn't mean to- so, no, so Vinsanity and Ian and I watched a, you know, a documentary about him and what he did for Toronto and, and the whole deal. And I was a little surprised when I looked up and I'm going to give the lower end, right? You can afford to spend a ton of money on, on a Vince Carter card. Go right ahead. I don't think it's going to go, you know, parabolic the way that LeBron and Kobe, I mean, he's not a ghost. He never really won anything and he's a pretty polarizing figure. Um, but I was a little surprised. I looked up the 1998 tops, just the regular tops rookie card for him. It's card number 199. You want to take a guess how many PSA tens there are just his regular tops rookie card. Yes, a thousand. Okay, thousand is a good guess. What if I say lower? Go lower. No, huh? You don't want to. You don't want to play guessing games with me. You don't like to play guessing games. Seven hundred seventy-seven. All right, that would be good too. You know, if it was seven hundred seventy-seven. What if I told you there's only two hundred and forty-four of them? Of the tops rookie from ninety-eight. Of the tops, tops nineteen ninety-eight card number one ninety-nine. Wow. 1998 only. Yep. 100%. 100%. Card number 199, only 244 out of 2,829 graded. So well under 10% gem 10. And here's the best part. Without having to make an offer right now, they're available under $500 in PSA 10. Right now, yes, he's not Kobe. And yes, he's not LeBron. He's not Michael Jordan. But in the 90s, Iverson, Kobe, Carter, McGrady, you know, after the fact, you know, at the end of the 90s and early 2000s, you know, Shaq, I mean, this was one of the guys. This was one of the players. You know, this was, you know, how you talk about Durant and Steph and, and those guys now. That was the level of player that, that he was at that time. And I'm a little surprised. I'm looking at eBay right now. I won't buy it, but here it is. $495, $550, or best offer. Plenty of them. There's no shortage of the top rookie card. You want to you want to spend a little more? The Chrome is not that not that crazy either. Go right ahead, grab a Chrome one. Um, I see one for fourteen ninety nine with best offer. Now, I bring this for a bunch of reasons. Number one, I think he was a great player, right? But number two, and this is the more important one, I didn't love Hakeem Olajuwon. I didn't. I was a, I was a Nick fan, right? And I hated that the the two years that Jordan was out. Elijah won one titles and the Knicks didn't. I, you know, I, I had 1994 stripped from me, game seven, uh, with John Starks playing like crap, missing almost every shot. But Elijah won's a big guy. Elijah won's a center. You know, obviously he was a great player. Um, but he's not the greatest of all time. No would ever make that argument. But you see what's happening with his card? Same thing, Dominique Wilkins, who just got passed by Carmelo Anthony on the scoring list. Human highlight reel, great dunker. Very similar to um, to Vince Carter. There are not many people who would say that he's a GOAT. He's great of all time. You know, people would say he's borderline 50 or 75 top player. Most people probably think Vince Carter was better than him. Great dunks. Very similar. His 86 Fleer... PSA 10 is ending tonight. It's at like 14000 already. It'd probably be $20,000, $25,000 for just the you know, regular 86 Fleer base card. Um, so picking up a Carter rookie that there's only 200 and something of, I just think, guys, you, you tune into us for a bunch of reasons. Number one, you tune in for Andrew, right? Because he is, I mean, he is a motivational speaker, right? He's a must listen. You know, he is the reason I get out of bed. 
right? Because I want to know what Andrew is going to say today to, you know, to, to, to make me plow forward through my day, right? What, what pearl really he's going to drop? Plow, huh? plow, man. Plow is the fun one. It's a great word, um, especially for someone like you, Johnny Drama. No plowing involved. But not only do you tune in for Andrew and his pearls of wisdom after he plows through the day, it's you tune in for picks and plays that you're not going to get anywhere else. And while Vince Carter obviously is a he, he's a great player, and it's not this is not a cool diamond in the rough. One of the games we all play in this hobby is trying to figure out what's next. Just like Andrew said with uh, Pokemon, right? That that went up. It took a little bit of a pause. There was a huge supply glut. It took it taken a breather, and now the supply has been eaten up. And the demand is going to be there. There's going to be you know, outside forces, more demand there. And the people who took their profit are gone. The weak hands that were shaken out are gone. Now you're going to see the prices go up. I think you have a similar thing that's going to happen now with guys like Iverson and Vince Carter. Dare I say, Ray Allen and Chris Bosh after that. The people that Gary mentioned as those borderline players that are cardboard irrelevant. Well, guess what? Maybe they become a little bit more cardboard relevant because that's the next reasonable place to look as an investment. I wouldn't go too far down, right? But somebody like Vince Carter, who was one of the players of the decade, somebody like Alan Iverson, who, you know, the answer, man, you know, about as relevant to this stuff as you can get. Sure, they are not at that top level. They are not LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan, but they're definitely in the second bucket. You know what I mean? Think about what we just talked about, those hedge funds, those trustees, the, the money, that generational wealth that's being passed on to the 40-year-old son or daughter, more than likely son. He just, let's, say, let's hypothetically say he just bought a Jordan. Well, he sees a Vince Carter for 500 bucks on eBay. He's like, this is cool. I'll take this. I remember watching him in my childhood, right? Yep. It's kind of like, a, it's something that you might even buy as a gift for someone. The point being, the, from a card perspective, I actually was thinking about this exact play a few nights ago, and I was like, Hmm. I think Vince Carter is actually one of the biggest waste of talent ever to grace the NBA. <laughs> no, it's interesting. And if, I can't find the Stephen A clip, but there's a, an interesting take because when Stephen A gets asked about his retirement, he pauses for a second. And then he says, you know, if it was okay for him to have a losing career, if, if you know, if, if he could look back at his career and be like, I'm happy with it. Cool. But if he looks back at his career and has any regret, that is the biggest waste of talent that ever graced the NBA because he was way more athletic than Kobe ever was. Way more athletic. Had way more to, to offer the NBA. And he never – I don't think he even won – did he make the playoffs? Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure but he, he never had they any never, playoff success. Yeah, no real success. Never really got, never really got that far. Um, but, he was injured for a little while and ceremonious exit from Toronto and whatnot. But God. But from a hobby perspective, his cards are going to see a run. They will. I won't. I wouldn't hold him long term, but I definitely see that there will be a run on those cards, and it's a great play. Yeah, I mean, look, just value wise, I'm going to say something ridiculous now. There are less tops in Carter PSA tens than there are Jordan Fleers. Completely different sport, <laughs> different ball game, different stratosphere. Right? It's, you can't even really compare them, but but there's less, which is you know, it's interesting. Um, and those cards, they're hard to grade. That's part of it. You know, um, you know, the, the border on them is, is, is subject to chipping and a little whitening and stuff like that. So that's definitely part of the reason that there's a, 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 not that many of them. I was surprised to see that number. And when you see a number that low and price, that's pretty low too. Chances are 
once the ones for 400, 500, and 600 get eaten up, this card is $1,200, $1,500 before you know it. That's just what happens when you don't have that much of a supply. So there's my play. And, and more than that, just think what we're both telling you. It's human nature now when the Jordan run up and all these other cards run up have gone where they've gone. Everyone's going to be saying the same exact thing. It's where am I looking next? And I would argue it's it's not even you know, it's not like how do you compare players, right? Like how do you compare Luca Trey or T Mac and Vince Carter? Back to my original point of iconic. I don't know if there's a player who's more iconic than Vince Carter. People know his dunks. People know when he dunked over that European guy who was like seven foot two. That's played in infamy. So I, I don't know who is more iconic. There's not a lot of players that are more iconic than Vince Carter. So I love the play. It's a smart play. There we go. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are able to take advantage of it. And hopefully you're one of the first few listening. And you know, you, you know, if you can't afford ten, get a nine. You're talking about like not a lot of money here, and even nines, there's not a ton of graded. So, I think we have two guest episodes coming up for the remainder of the week. So, do we want to? Do you want to do a little um, thirty seconds? Who do you have in the Super Bowl? We all know you hate Patrick Mahomes for no reason at all. Um, no reason. I'm Raider fan. That's my rival there. You're, Listen, you're, the Raider, the Raider fandom makes me hate both of these guys. Does because Brady? Does, that's does, just does Vegas Dave make you hate being a Raider fan? No, I David Dave, Vegas Dave. I don't know. Let's call them Vegas Dave. Almost call them Dave. Vegas Davis Vague. Um, <laughs> yeah, Davis Vague. <laughs> he, he's irrelevant to me. I don't even know who he is. I don't. I mean, you know, I thought he was somebody from like a porn star show or something like that. Vegas, Dave, whatever. It is what it is. No, I'm a Raider fan. I'll always be a Raider fan. Porn star? I hate Brady. I was also a Drew Bledsoe fan growing up. So Brady gets a double whammy because he has a damn tuck rule. And also, he, he, he well, I have a basement full of Bledsoe cards that should all be Brady cards. So that's that's what Brady gets the short. And, 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 and Mahomes, first of all, I don't think Mahomes is that good. right? I think he has a great team. I don't think he's that good. Um, but second of all, it's the Chiefs, man. That's my in-division rival. I mean, I don't like the Chiefs and I don't like the Broncos, right? You know, for some reason, I don't mind the Chargers so much. <laughs> but I don't, I don't like the Chiefs and I don't like the Broncos. That's, that's, our, that's the Raiders' divisional rivals. And I don't like that I have to deal with Mahomes for the next 10 years or however long he's going to be, you know, relevant. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. Who, who do I think is going to win? I, I think – if you ask me, i got to put money down right now. I'm betting on the Bucks. Bucks are getting points. I think the Bucks are getting three, three and a half points. I'm betting the Bucks. Um, and because I, I think it comes down to a situation where the last team with the ball wins. And, uh, you know, with that, you take the team with the points. One last question, because this applies to me, and I got your, your advice when I was thinking about buying this card. I didn't pull the trigger. You could pick up on my tone. But when do you decide to buy a card that's over recent comps? Well, you have to check the momentum on the card, right? You have to check whether or not cards like it have started to move up. Um, I have bought some cards recently above above comps. I've, I've bought two big cards for my collection in the last three or four months. They were both at what you'd consider record prices. Um, and both of them have gone up significantly. I was going to say probably they're your best investments. Two, two of them are. So, it, you know, recent comps, it depends on how rare the card is and how often it comes up for sale. It's a card that comes up for sale pretty often. Recent comps are pretty relevant, right? If it's something that sold last week, sold the week before, and has a pretty regular flow, I would not go too far above recent comps. But if it's something that sells once every couple of months or hasn't been a sale in a while, um, you know, those comps are not as relevant. Also, you can almost throw 
comps from before last weekend out the window because that auction has basically turned the whole you know the whole hobby on its on its on its head. I got people at work asking me about sports cards who've never even thought about them before. So, you know, it's becoming much more mainstream. Okay. I think I think buying cards over comps when you have a gut feeling that that's a good buy is actually a smart play. And I think most of the times when I've bought cards that comps kept going up and up and up and I was like, "Well, this is right in line with comps." It wasn't actually the best investment and it wasn't a, a good buy. I did that with the Lucas Silver. And the card I missed out on was uh, the 2008 Topps Chrome LeBron Refractor, which I s- s- regret a little bit. You'll get one. Just got to might have to pay a little bit more. That's it, though. I mean, you know, if you pick a card you want to get in on, just get in on it. Right? Figure out. If you missed it last week, all right, fine. You might have to pay a couple, a couple bucks more, get in on it this week. Otherwise, you're just going to wind up chasing the damn thing. You gonna buy one? I'm offering the guy Bitcoin or Ethereum for his card. <laughs> nice. Offer him some top shot moments. Which, by the way, yesterday was the day to buy. I think. I think it took a nice little. I think. I think it hit, hit bottom, and I, I, I see it starting to go up. They better figure out packs soon to keep people interested. But other than that, uh, I think it's. I think it's moving on its way back up. Um, I think I saw them tweet another, you know, hundred thousand dollar LeBron sold or something like that. Just crazy stuff. Um, yep. Your crazy stuff. All right, wrap it. Wrap <laughs> up a, a few words of kindness and appreciation for our Luca Nation fans. Well, without our Luca Nation fans, we got nothing. We're talking to each other, and while I like you, I don't really like talking to you that much. <laughs> so I wouldn't be all the time whenever I, you have a I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all the folks that are out there. No, I mean, listen, it's been a while since I did this, but yes, a huge thank you. We had a record week last week, breaking a record week the week before that. And the week before that. So the numbers continue to grow. The ranks of Luca Nation continue to swell. So we thank you all for that. You're obviously telling your neighbors and telling your friends and telling your enemies about us. Um, and uh, we love that because, you know, the bigger the bigger Luca Nation gets, you know, the better we're going to be able to bring you, you know, strategic partnerships, deals, promo codes, and uh, and the like, and keep it free for you, which is always the key, right? You know? This is one of those things, you know, when Andrew started off, he's like, we're, we're not going behind any kind of paywall. It's all right, fine. That's cool. You know, we'll, we'll provide value with our picks and our, uh, our witty banter. So I'm still waiting for you to have some witty banter, but no, I mean, listen, I love the messages we get, you know, where people say they, they, they just found us last week. And, you know, now they're binge listening. I love the, uh, you know, the messaging we get about how, you know, people have bought cards over the last month or two and they've doubled or tripled or quadrupled in value. And it's, you know, allowing them to pay bills. You know I mean? That's just great stuff. You know, one of my favorite thing is Tell we me. put out, we put out the other day that, uh, that we were going to open some, some top shot moments. I mean, it's irrelevant that it's top shot. You know, I also opened up a box of hoops with Ian and, you know, you go live or something like that. You do a zoom as we, you know, we, we offer to do and, you know, a hundred people show up now. And you're like, all right, here you go, guys. Check it. Here's a Lamello. Here's here's a tax, you know. And and uh, you know, Ian says, I know Oliver. Oliver Lee. I know Oliver. He's on there. He used to. He, he works for Netflix. And you know, I mean, it's just it's fun stuff because you know, guys. You know, whether you realize it or not, Lugan Asian, the guys listening to this, you you you, you folks listening to this, your family to us. You know, my family knows you guys. So you know, my actual family knows you. So you know, it's. Uh, it's a, it's a family affair. So we thank you guys for listening. If there's anything we can do 
any advice, any, hey, I'm thinking about buying this. You think this is a good price? Anything. Send us a message and, uh, you know, give us a chance. We'll get back to you. Respond to all of them. How about yourself? Do you have a top shot play for us? A top shot play. Sure. I, I have multiple top shot plays. Um, right now, if you were looking to just spend some money in the marketplace and you had, you know, 150 bucks or something like that, you were putting in um, the Zion Series 2 is hovering between 70 and $75, 72, 73, 71, whatever it may be. That is a moment that, um, that a week ago was $250 on the big runoff and has taken a huge pullback. Most moments have started to move their way back up. Uh, this one has not yet, but I can almost guarantee you it will. Um, there are not that many in that 70-ish range. So as people start to buy back in, you'll notice that it goes to 80, 90, 100 very, very quickly. Um, and, um, and the reason I go with that one is it's, it's already limited. It's already a limited edition. There's only 7,500 of them. And um, I have a feeling a lot more people are going to be coming at the Top Shot when they figure out how to do packs and have them, you know, out there. Sometime this month, they're going to be doing like a legendary drop, um, you know, with a high-priced pack. It's going to bring a lot of attention to it. There's rumors that it's going to be a $10,000 pack. So all the cards in it are going to be limited to 99. Um, so there'll be a lot of more attention on the product. Um, and ultimately in six months or a year, I'm not saying you have to hold it. You could probably flip it next week for a significant profit, but you know, in a year or six months when, when the, the user base has double, triple, quadrupled, and then some, a 7,500 mint count is going to be really, really low. So, you know, that'll be one of those few cards that people are going to be looking for. That's all. Guys, take, take a look at CryptoSlam.io. It's also a great reference point uh, to see how, how many people are buying uh, performance in the last seven days, 30 days, 24 hours, things like that. Love you, Luca Nation. Take care, everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.